You are listening to the Three Up Three Down Sports Podcast. Always remember, be good. Episode 11 of the 3 Up, 3 Down Sports Podcast. Good evening there, Andrew. Good evening, Chase. Good to be back. It's great to be back. It's been way too long since we had podcasted. Partially because we just haven't had the time to do it. And other partially because we hadn't found the time to do it. Or had the time to do it. But, you know, we, we took advantage of you know the governor's... Giving us a little relief, and uh, we've been practicing hey, some social distancing. This is our first podcast in person. Yeah, in like five podcasts. Good to see you. Or six, <laughs> or six <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> and I, for one, can say that they're so much better in person than they are on <laughs> on on Zoom. Because you look a lot stupider in person than you do on a Zoom call. That's fair. That's fair. I've been I've been called worse. That's we, for sure. We just we just ate a buffalo wild wings. Well, I ate. He didn't. I've been waiting for some wings since before all this. Since February, really. It's probably the last time I had wings at B Dubs. But I just had some, and they were fantastic. They were everything that I had hoped and dreamed for. I was just up here drinking a couple Steve Weisers. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. There, Chase. That was fantastic. If that, if that plays out in reality on this podcast, I, I'll be a little bit a little bit surprised. So, all right. So this this podcast is far too long overdue because we were rolling through the last dance, got to episode nine and ten, and then came to a screeching halt on the podcast world, and we have not finished it. So we are going to complete our analysis of the last dance tonight. As well as touch on, in what in my opinion is, it was one of the best freaking sporting events on TV in a long time was the Tiger, Phil, Peyton, and Tom Brady matchup. I mean, I thought it was I thought it was fantastic. It was spectacular. I thought it was I thought it was awesome. It was so much better than the first. Uh, what do they call it? They call it the matchup? The match. The match. Yeah, so much better than the first match. So much better than the first match. But we'll get to that. <clears throat> so, we left... Uh, I don't even... I literally don't even remember what 7 and 8 of The Last Dance were about. I'd have to go back and look at it. But who cares? We're on 9 and 10 now. We're finishing off The Last Dance. All in all, overall, 9 and 10. Where, where did that fall on your favorite... Of all of them. So, I've been so excited about every single one of these episodes. And and it's been must-see TV on Sundays. And I was excited to see 9 and 10 come out. When it got 
to be time for nine and ten. <clears throat> it was almost a little depressing because it was the end of it. Like I was excited to see the end, but I was so sad for it to be the they end. Kept, like I, I they wanted more. Well, they could have kept going. They could have made probably twenty episodes out of that if they felt like it. Well, fortunately, they omitted Michael Jordan's Wizards experiment. I don't want, really want to see any of that. I want to remember. It would have been. Worth, I want to remember Jordan. Yeah, but it would have been worth putting in. Just for the heck of it. Oh. I like 9 and 10. I really did. It was just, I mean, I, I'm not saying I didn't like it. It was just It, it wasn't was my end. favorite was out of them of, by was, any means. It was disappointing that, that it was over. That it was over. But I think they, they finished it off and culminated in a, in a good way. I agree. So let's talk about Rodman. Dennis Rodman was probably, outside of Jordan, he was my favorite character throughout the entire thing. I learned a lot about Dennis Rodman over those 10 episodes that I did not really know. And I'll be honest, my honest remembrance of Dennis Robin was he was just this weirdo who did nothing but cause problems. He colored his hair. And that, exactly. And that was so far beyond he reality. He dressed like a woman. <laughs> he did dress like a woman. <laughs> That's pretty funny. But it was so far beyond reality that I, I thought he was awesome. I mean, he was a good player. He played his brains out when he was there. And my favorite part, I think, about the whole thing was how Phil just got him. He right. just... he just Phil was Rodman before Rodman was Rodman. He ju- and he got him. Just, just, and so he let him be himself. And because of that, I think Rodman was successful. The Bulls were successful. But... And I wish we had Adam well, on this call because Adam would... But I, I think we've talked about it before. Phil, Phil's coaching, the greatest accomplishment of his coaching was managing personalities and 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 bonding with players. I mean, his ability to get what he got out of Rodman. Is, no one else could have done it. Nothing short of spectacular. No one else could have done it. But we should we should have had Adam on this call because Adam could have at least touched on the wrestling aspect of this. Dennis Rodman going AWOL to just show up at was it WrestleMania? No, it was it was just it was or a, just like Monday Night Raw. It was a Nitro. It was WCW. <clears throat> so it's what game game three of the finals. So it was That's after what, game three <laughs> of the finals. Was there a break where they like it was a travel day or something? He missed a media day, got fined twenty thousand dollars, <clears throat> and next thing the Bulls know, he's on. TNT on WCW. Could you imagine? Out there wrestling. Could you imagine him supposed to be practicing and you turn on the TV and he's wrestling? So what's great about it, so so two things are great about it. One, they flew him out on a private jet. WCW did? He was fined $20,000 for missing his media appearance, but he got paid $250,000 oh my God. to make the appearance. I would have given him $25,000 in the fine just because I could. So That's what I would have done. The other spectacular piece, and they didn't touch on this in The Last Dance, in in the wrestling appearance, he was in the middle of a feud with Carl Malone. While they're playing Carl Malone in the finals. And they called it out on the wrestling match, didn't they? And, and I don't know if that appearance, they but they they fought at some point on in wrestling. Um but they didn't touch on that in the last dance, which is like 
That's a missed opportunity. He's playing the guy in the finals. He's feuding with him in wrestling on TV. He misses. He goes AWOL in the finals to go make an appearance in wrestling. I, what the hell, man? I thought it was. That dude is nuts. And he dresses like a woman. It was. It was. And he dresses. I like love. I'm a big fan of Dennis Rodman. So he was probably outside of Jordan. He was my favorite. Uh, I'll say character, but he's not a character. You know what I mean? I mean, he is a character, but you know what I mean? He was my favorite person in the, in the, in the last dance. I learned a lot, a whole lot of stuff that I did not know. And ultimately it's one of the greatest dynasties in sports, if not the greatest in basketball sports. I mean, there's some good ones out there, but that roll tide, roll tide. We'll just throw that in there. So, all right. So, I don't remember what game it was, but uh, maybe I think it was was it game three that that Jordan got sick, or was it earlier? Well, this was the wasn't it the ninety seven finals in Utah. In Utah. In Utah. Um, he checks into his hotel. It's the flu game. It's the flu game. It's the flu game. So he checks into his hotel. <clears throat> And he orders a pizza from pretty much the only place open. If you've ever been to Utah, Utah shuts down fairly frequently. Everything closes on Sundays. Well, well, no, no, no. So he's sitting in his room with like a couple of security guards or something, Something right? like that, yeah. And and it's like 11 o'clock at night, and Jordan's like, man, I'm hungry. <laughs> and he orders a pizza. <laughs> it's 11 o'clock at night before, before the game the next before day. Before the game the next day. A pretty big game. In the finals, eleven o'clock at night. I gotta have the. I gotta have some pizza in Utah, man. When they're about to play Utah, and these guys show up to his hotel room door, knock on the door. So you said it. These guys show up to the door. There's like five guys delivering a pizza. They know it's Michael Jordan. They know it's my- that. That was a thing. There was like five guys and doing it. Five guys. When have you ever had a pizza? When have you ever had five delivery guys? That was the sketch part of it for me, right there. It, what I would assume is a high end <laughs> hotel, right? Probably, yeah. Probably the, uh, Completely the Grand America. Unnecessary. Yep. Unnecessary. How? Why the hotel would allow five guys to deliver a pizza? So they know it's Jordan. You can't convince me that they didn't taint that pizza. No one else ate the pizza. You can't only, tell me. Only Michael you ate can't, the pizza. You cannot tell me that those Utah fans didn't sabotage that pizza. It's 100%. Pukes his brains out throughout the night, shows up to the game the next day, gets out there and plays, but struggles the entire game. And I can't remember. Did they lose that game? I think they lost they that won. game. Did, or did they, they win that game? Yeah. I don't remember. Jordan played his, I mean, he, I don't know what he scored, but he scored a bunch of points. That's what it was. They were down, and he came back and turned it on in the end to close that sucker out and <laughs> shove it right up Utah's face. But And so then the image at the end, you know, and, and they're calling time. Every time they, they go to the bench, Michael goes to a, a chair, you know, and just sinks down in the chair. Tower. I mean, he's just dehydrated and struggling. <laughs> but then you get the image at the end of the game. And uh, and they're walking off the court, and he puts his arm around Pippen and just puts his head on Pippen's shoulder. Yep. And, and Pippen kind of carries him off. I mean, he gave everything he had. <laughs> I'm telling you that, in that dude. Game. Oh. What? 
what I can't for the life of me understand, this was the first I heard about pizza. Everybody's known about it as the flu game. It was a pizza game, man. It wasn't a flu game. It was a pizza it was game. Food poisoning. It yeah, was, it was food poisoning. Like it wasn't the it wasn't the flu. The flu knocks you out for a week. Yeah, they did something to that dang. Yeah, they did something to the pizza. Like, it if it's the, the flu. flu game, then he's also sick in the next game for the rest of the series. And like, he, and no, he was fine the next game. I know. I'm saying if it was a flu, he would have been sick the rest of the series. And so, like, how did everybody <clears throat> miss that? I don't know. It's easier to just call it a oh, flu game. Speaking of missing that, Jerry Sloan, the press conference after that game, they ask him a question. He's like, Jordan was sick. Utah's coach. Yes. Had no idea. Had no idea he was sick. Yep. How does that happen? Everybody knew it. They were interviewing. He knew. He, he sure he, as, he probably put the hit out on him. He sure as hell played it like he was shocked. He probably hit the, He probably ordered the pizza for him. Jerry Sloan uh, passed mean, away, by the way, oh, that's somewhat sad. recently. He did, didn't he? Yeah. That was like a few days ago, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Crazy. So, last the last final big big piece of, of the last dance was the iconic final shot from that game. You got, I think, I think he inbounded the ball with maybe twenty seconds left, something like that, or close to it. <clears throat> uh Jordan takes the ball down. Everybody knows Jordan's going to do it. They're down by one or two. They're down by two. Because it was a two-pointer. It was a two. No, no, no. His shot? Yeah. Okay, then they were down by one. They were down by one. So he rolls up. Six seconds left. He makes this little juke move to the inside, plants that right foot, bounces back. Crossover. With the ball in his right hand, and his left hand is is resting on who's the defender? Uh, Byron Russell. Russell resting on Russell's kind of hip, and the hand just kind of gently goes with Russell. I mean, they call it breaking their ankles now, where they just you know juke them yeah. so bad they hit the ground, and he did. And Jordan's hand kind of goes with him. Jordan then steps back, throws the shot up, goes in. They go up by one, six seconds left. They close it out. Ball game. Iconic shot. The picture, everything. Did he push Russell to the ground to make that opening for that shot? 100% he did not. 110%. He did not. I've gone. I'm just curious about it, so I've gone back and I've watched it over and over and over again. And I mean, if I'm a Utah fan, I'm gonna say until I'm blue in the face that he pushed him down, but he did it. I mean, in all honesty, you can go back and watch it a hundred times. Like his hand wasn't even. You can watch it in slow mo and high def as you can or whatever. And his hand is just. Barely on him. He broke his ankles like hot sauce on the N one mixtape tour. He did, man. A mixtape. The N one mixtape tour, you remember that? My buddy Cody will remember that. I don't remember that, but the the, the guy's name is Hot Sauce. Just a mix mixtape. Yeah. Oh, I want to make an old mixtape <laughs> just for the heck of it. So it but, was I mean Look, you've got Jordan because the I mean, 
I'm going to assume that the fear is that Jordan is going to drive to the basket. Right. And that's what the defender is thinking. Right. And he plants that right foot. And he went with it. And he crosses over. Ball game. I mean, as soon as that foot hit the ground, it was over. Every, every, Byron Russell's momentum, Jordan's momentum is kind of going that way. And so, yeah, Jordan had his hand on his, on his rear. There's no possible way that Jordan's. It wasn't enough that it was a push. There was no, there was no flick of the wrist. It there was, was no just, flick of the finger. No nothing. His hand just kind of like it was the momentum of his hand. Yeah, it was just there. It was just genuine. That was going slower than the momentum of yeah. Byron Russell. It was. They would talk smack about wanting to guard Jordan and because he could shut Jordan down. And there was no push off. Jordan plants his foot, steps back. Jordan put I, it right in his eye. Iconic shot. Ball game. End of story. There's a. Um, so they're in Utah when that shot happens, and there, there's a picture of uh, there's a kid up in the stands. He's a Bulls fan, and as that shot is going in, so the shot hasn't gone in yet. Like right. you can see the there's a shot from behind Jordan. You can see the okay. ball in the air. Okay, you can see the crowd back behind. Okay, and there's a kid. That ball's in the air, and the kid. I mean, he's probably eight, and he's just holding up. A five and a one with his hands. <laughs> in the midst of all these Utah Jazz fans, there's find this, that picture right now. I want to see it. There's this Bulls fan kid oh just hold, holding up holding up a six as that ball is floating through the air. How it's unbelievably! Fantastic. I wish I was that kid. I probably would have been, and I've been <sighs> older than that. But God, that'd have been awesome. So, all right. So iconic shot. They go in. They win ball game. They complete the second three peat. It was magical. Final thoughts on the last dance. Did you love it? I loved every. Is that it? Let me see. Hold on. We're looking at the picture right now. Right above the shot clock. Oh, he sure is. God's awesome. And he's calling it. Go look at the picture. Go find the picture of Jordan's final shot. Look right above the shot clock, and there's a kid holding up a five and a one. It's fantastic. That's awesome. I'll uh, I'll throw that on the Facebook page. That's Um, good. That's good stuff. I I loved the last dance. I thought it was... A very timely series to come out. It came out in a time where there was no sports happening. Couldn't really do anything. You look forward to it every week. And it was very, very well done by ESPN. It was like a 30 for 30 on crack. It was it, it was awesome. I, I, lo- I loved every bit of it. You know, there's some, some takeaways from it. To me, it, it's confirmation that Jordan was the GOAT. He was, without Is question. the GOAT. And will always be. Um, that there's there's no one close in in my opinion. No, um, and I think the younger generation got a glimpse of how great he is. Yeah, you see, you know, it tells you about Jordan's his competitiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes way past. It goes it, it goes way past being able to dunk it on people and, and win championships and you know have all the stat it goes past that I mean, like it, it's a level of, of drive and determination that's what just, makes him the that's best made in him that people just don't have his ability to self-motivate yeah is unparalleled that's what makes him the best um you get to see a different you get to see what made phil jackson great um you get to see dennis rodman and and how <clears throat> he meshed into that team and he probably I mean he shouldn't have it shouldn't have worked yep. and it did um, 
you know, you see, you know, kind of the 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 working to get to the championship and and finally reaching that pinnacle and and Jordan, you get to see this raw emotion out of him that that just almost brings tears to your eyes because yep. you just you see <clears throat> all of that hard work and then you see the accomplishment on the other end of it. Um. Uh, it was great TV. It was much needed TV in a time that there was nothing else on that nope. people are just begging for something to watch. Yep. And they rolled it out, and it was must see TV. It was and, awesome. And I, I will, I will watch it again. I'll binge watch I ten will. episodes later on because I think it will be interesting to see them all together. So, so my son is obsessed with the NBA. Loves every bit about it. Everything about it. And he's been curious to watch it. He's 12. I I wanted to kind of preview the whole thing and make sure it was, you know, age appropriate. Don't give him the TVMA version. Yeah, it's going to be an edited version, but I think it'd be good for him to watch eventually to see. To see. uh, But, but you know, you also, so, and I've, I've touched on this before, but there is an aspect of Jordan, you know, that, that he is kind of a bully in, a lot of instances. Yeah. Um, that, that's, you, I didn't know that growing up. Um, but that comes from the level of competition and determination and, and, and what he expects of his teammates. Yep. You know, if he's out working that hard, he expects his teammates to practice with the same work ethic that he does. Yep. And, uh, it, there's parts that I, I, I said, you know, I, I probably wouldn't want my kid to see. Yep. Um, but at the same time, he probably needs to see that. Right. You know, because there are people out there that are willing to work harder than you are. Right. And, and that's a lesson that can be taught to anyone at any age. It's good stuff, though, man. Just well done, ESPN. Not that you're listening to our podcast, but if you ever do. 10, 20 years from now. Well done. Well done. So switching gears to an unbelievable golf match that was aired uh, a week ago, I guess. It was the match part two of Tiger Woods versus Phil. A year ago, they had the match volume one, and it was it was good. Everybody wants to see Tiger face off with Phil. Okay? <clears throat> but it was very scripted. There was a lot... Everybody expected the trash talk and expected the the gambling and all this kind of stuff. And so, for that to be expected, it just felt really staged, I guess, the first go-round. This go-round was f- far superior. So much better than the first match. You had the added, one, it, it had already been done, so they were not comfortable with what they were doing. But two, you added Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. So Peyton, if you didn't see it, was on Tiger's team. Phil had Tom Brady. Tom Brady's arguably the greatest quarterback in history. He's the GOAT He is. <clears throat> so... You know, you view an athlete as an athlete. Like, if they're the greatest, 
They're just the greatest. They don't suck at anything. And Tom Brady proved us all wrong in so that. And he sucked so bad at golf. He he made he made every human out there that plays golf right now feel like you were the greatest golfer ever because you could you realized you could probably beat the greatest football player ever in golf. It it was it it, it was it was amazing. And what made it even better was the social media interaction from everybody, Maybe all not. of his all of his peers watching. And he was genuinely if you've never played golf before, it's the greatest and most frustrating game in the history of the world. Without a doubt. It'll make you want to snap a golf club over your head and then go buy another one so you can play the next day. Yep. And you can see it in Tom Brady's Tom Brady's face four holes into this match. <clears throat> and so, you're right. I mean, Brady was horrendous. And it's, it's like, man... We it's a Sunday hacker out there playing on national TV for twenty million dollars, and then what keeps you coming back to playing golf? <laughs> okay, we're going to that one. Okay, we're, we're going to that. <laughs> but I, I want to I want to preface how bad he was. Okay, so he gets up to the first tee, and on, honestly, on the first tee, everybody's got their nerves, but Tiger gets up and. Blazes one down the fairway. In all fairness, it was his home course, so it was really hard. It was kind of unfair to the other guys. But he blazed it right down the center of the fairway. Everybody else, tee shot sucked. Phil's even sucked. He was off the fairway. Awful. Phil. Okay? But Tom Brady, I think, sliced it, I don't know, 20 yards to the right into the woods maybe. Yep. They play out hole one. They were all square. Their tee shots were, were atrocious. They get to hole two. They tee off. And Tom Brady hits one so far off to the right that uh, feels like, hey, partner, hit hit a provisional just in case. Provisional in golf is if there's an out-of-bounds, you're going to have to go back and hit it from the original spot. So to to save time of going to look for it, not finding it, and then going all the way back, you hit one just in case. And if you find the original one, then you hit that one, okay? Okay. So he hits another one. Or in, in our case, you know, in our case on hole number one, we'd, we'd call that a breakfast ball. We'd call it a breakfast ball, <laughs> and we would hit a second ball. But they didn't get that, not on this national television. So now, now hole two, Tom Brady sprays two of them 20, 30 yards to the right. After it's provisional, Tiger chimes in and goes, that'll be in the fairway, Tom. It's okay. On, on number seven. <laughs> And you can just you can just see the soul of Tom Brady go ahead and start to rip out, and then they get to the they get to the fourth hole, and 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 it, it was the first time the good tweets started coming in, and they started posting the tweets, and I think it was um, it was JJ Watt, I think it was JJ Watt, who came in and tweet and tweet tweeted something like Tom. Tom Brady's about three seconds from slinging this club <laughs> across the course. And it, what was so good about it is you have these professional athletes really making a – they're humanizing this and making it to where every feeling any of us who've ever played golf has felt. Because if you're sucking that bad through four holes, you're about to 
chunk of club across the fairway. And you and you, so he dives this, and you can see Tom Brady is genuinely getting pissed. Like, he's genuinely getting mad. He was not happy. No, you can see it in his face, and it's just like, like he's legit mad. This is not – and he's into this, and he and is – to further preface it – Oh, yeah. Brady played 18 holes before they played. He did. He played eight. He played a warm-up round. Which is crazy. But to, to, to add insult to injury, and somebody made it a quote afterwards, and it was the best quote ever, Peyton Manning was the biggest sandbagger yeah. I think I've ever seen play golf. Yeah. He was supposed to be this mediocre golfer. He was... Peyton's pretty good. I mean, he... <laughs> He's probably close to scratch golf if he. I mean, I mean the way he played, it was probably like a two or three handicap. He, he, he played well. He played good golf, so it didn't help Tom Brady. But now back to what you said a minute ago. The thing that what keeps you coming back? What keeps you coming back? And, and let me let me do this too. Let me go back to this because we have to make note that the weather sucked. It was really bad. I mean, it was really really. Bad. You're talking like the first nine holes was just not even just a, a rain. It was like a a downpour. They had no caddies to clean their clubs or dry their clubs or anything like that. They had to do it all on their own. They had mic'd up the players. They had mic'd up the golf carts, cameraed up the golf carts. You had Charles Barkley in the in the uh, studio in their ears talking with them. Justin Thomas on the course. Justin Thomas on the course as a as a Course commentator. Who was Finn? He was great. He really was great. So, so you get to hole, I want to say it was six or seven. <clears throat> and and Brooks Kepka had tweeted, because it was for, for raising money for, for charity. Brooks Kepka had tweeted oh, right. and said, Hey, Tom Brady, I'll donate $100,000 if you can par one hole on the front <laughs> nine. Because he had not parred one yet. And so it must have been hole seven because he tweeted that on six. Six, he did not par. Seven, he comes out. And it is a par five. So Tom Brady, tee shot, wasn't great. Second shot was kind of a... He put it back in the fairway. Yeah, maybe a punch out. Third shot sucked. It was 186-ish yards out for his fourth shot, which would have been his birdie putt. He's not close to the green, so he's not putting. 180-yard shot. And he's got Charles Barkley in his ear saying, Tom, Tom, hold on. Well, let me give you – let me handicap you a few few strokes on this (laughs) hole. Let me just give you a few to make you feel better, all right? And and Tom's like, shut up, Chuck. (laughs) Shut up, Chuck. Tom Brady steps up to the ball from 180-plus yards out Hits it clean, it hits past the hole, spins, spins the back. backwards, and drops it in the cup for a birdie. And it was the most gratifying shot. And he didn't even he didn't jump, screen, kick anything. He was just like, suck, suck on that, Chuck. I mean, he just and every nobody even knew what to say. Like Charles Barkley was was speechless. Phil Mickelson's cheering like a girl on the golf course that he just said put it in the hole. Then to make matters almost worse, <laughs> Tiger's sitting on the green in two, so he's got about a 50-foot eagle putt. And Tom Brady's like, because he knows it's Tiger Woods. You know he's going to make the putt. 
even from 50 foot. If Tom Brady just sank one from 180 yards, Tiger's going to suck the wind out of his sail and sink in a 50 foot eagle putt. And he puts it, and sure enough, that thing lips the hole and almost, almost goes in. It lipped the hole. And they birdie, both birdied it, squared off the hole. That was kind of what turned it around for for uh, Tom, at least. He played a lot better after that. He did. I mean, those first few holes were just <clears throat> atrocious. He did. Um, because I mean, you watched that first half of that match, and and you know, I, I you're thinking nine holes. I think Tiger and uh, and Peyton they were up three. Three, three at the most was the biggest gap. And you're thinking, how is it not more than that? Yeah. How is it not more than that? Phil, I mean, Phil, Phil, what, Phil played like crap. He, yeah. The first couple he did. Holes. He did. But they turned it around, <clears throat> and they get so they get. Oh, I can't remember what hole it was. They kind of, they start to, to tick away at them, and I think they get it within one, and then back to two, and then one, and back to two. Anyway, they get to 13 or 14, and it is a drivable par four. So roughly 300 and I'd say 30 yards, yeah. maybe something like that. So they're playing modified alternate shot, meaning they both tee off. They pick the best tee shot. And then they start alternating from there. So they both teed off. Basically, when you play it this way, you want to make sure you get one, especially on a drivable par four, you get one person to put one in play in the fairway. And then if that's successful, the other person just goes for it. Well, Tom Brady stuck it right down the middle. He actually hit a good tee shot. So Phil knew that no matter what, they've got a ball in play that's really good. So he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, go for, the, I'm gonna go for the green. Yep. And he drilled that sucker straight over the trees, straight over the trees, on the green, one hop, rolled right past the hole. I mean, it it was probably a foot from the hole when it rolled by it, and and came to rest twenty feet, fifteen yeah. feet. I mean, it was it was a, a- right on the fringe. It was and it, it was one of the best shots of the entire round. Yep. I mean, that shot's going to happen for us one in every never 10,000 shots for Phil, maybe one in 10. I don't know, but it was, it was just that perfect of a, of a, of a tee shot and he knew it and him pulling up to it. The commentary of him pulling up to it was fantastic. He, cause, cause, uh, what's his face was not Charles Barkley. The other guy was in his ear. The other commentator was in his ear and he was like, Phil, I'm not going to tell you how good this is. I really want to see your reaction. And he pulls up and he, he rolls up. He's like, oh yeah. Oh, that's sweet right there. Tasty. Tasty. He said, that's tasty. (laughs) Tasty right there. It was awesome. So he gets up. Well, now they're on the green. So they essentially took Phil's tee shot. So now to capitalize it, you got mediocre Tom Brady. He's got to sink a 15 foot putt for Eagle. Not happening. Never going to happen. Never, ever going to happen, except for that day. Drains it. Drains it. <laughs> I mean, Phil helped him read it, but he executed that sucker. They eagled that hole. That was a big, big hole for them. It was. And and I, I will credit this. Phil Mickelson is he is probably the greatest short game on on tour. I don't. I don't know about history. I don't know. I'd have to go back and watch some old guys in in their short game. His short game is immaculate. Earlier in the match, which was a great time for Justin Thomas to 
kind of show his commentary. They had a great little dialogue, and he just said, "Phil, how are you gonna how are you gonna hit this right here?" And he was kind of you know, twenty feet off the edge of the green, fifty feet to the hole, sixty feet to the hole, something like that. And he just went through this perfect explanation of how he would do it. He explained everything. The grain of the grass, it being wet versus being dry. What the ball is going to do once it hits in a certain location. I mean, he had this five-minute explanation of of how he was going to execute it. And anybody can talk. Anybody can talk about how you're going to hit the ball. But to do it and it to be dead on exactly how you did it. I mean, he landed the ball exactly how he said he was going to, where he was, where he said he was going to land it, exactly how he said he was going to land it. And it did exactly what he said it was going to do. And it ended up a foot from the hole. It's insane. It was awesome. I love watching that stuff. I love hearing them talk it out on the golf course. And that's why I like little venues like that. So you can. Where they're mic'd up and you get to hear, you get to hear that. I mm-hmm. mean, cause you know, that's almost a conversation that he would have with his caddy you know, typically on how to hit that shot. And we got to, to hear it on camera. So the, the trash talking was pretty, I mean, it was much more like natural. It felt more natural than the first one, but it it took him a little bit to get warmed up too. Yeah, it did. But do you remember the whole, when tigers, no, Phil's ball, Phil's ball is up on the green. Is that right? Or tiger? I mean, tiger's, on tiger, the green. tiger's on the green. And Phil's. You remember that hole? I don't know. Phil's, what, 100? Probably. It's not far. 100. He's taking a wedge into the hole. Yep. Tiger's up on the green, and essentially the ball is in his line. Yep. If, if you're putting, you know, you can have the other player mark their ball. They can move it out of the way so you, it's not blocking your putt. Well, he's 100 yards from the green, he's chipping up. But it's essentially in his line. And Hey Tiger, Tiger, can you mark that? Yeah, he said, Tiger, can you can you mark your ball? <laughs> Tiger quips back. Yeah, you want me to use my, my US Open coin? <laughs> Which the kicker there is, Phil. Has never won a US has not Open. Won a US Open. I mean, it's just it's really, really <laughs> good. And then Tiger's like, uh, I'm I'm not marking it. Tell you what, if you hit it, you can have the hole. If you hit the ball, you can have the hole. And he, Inch, I thought I thought he hit the ball inches. You can't like you can, you can talk about that stuff and joke about that stuff, but for it to actually happen, it, it was inches from hitting Tiger's inches. ball when he would have given him the hole. Fantastic! It really was the the. The, the kind of the poking oh oh gosh so well I'll, I'll I'll close it with this because this was the best trash talking tweet of the of the day but Tom Brady left New England Patriots correct he did who does he play for now Tampa Bay Tampa Bay Buccaneers what division is Tampa Bay in NFC South who do they play twice a year New Orleans Saints. They played the New Orleans Saints twice a year. Tom Brady came out and said something along the lines of, the reason I came to Tampa Bay is so I could beat Drew Brees twice in one year. So he had kind of teed up the trash talk in there, right? Well, Sean Payton 
the coach of the New Orleans Saints, comes out after about hole four when or five when Tom Brady is his golfing airplane is careening towards the earth with no <laughs> wings. It's just atrocious. And he comes out with this little like damn, like damn goose falling into the, the ocean. Poor guy, man, poor goose. But it's he comes out and he tweets Man, I'm loving this Florida Tom Brady sports <laughs> action right right now. And I'm and he I think he re, I don't know if he read it if Barkley said that to Tom Brady in his ear or he just commented on it on there, but they were rolling. Like Charles Barkley was rolling at the fact that Sean Payton came out and tried cuz Tom Brady couldn't do anything. He was sucking. He couldn't defend himself at all. He couldn't at all. And it was just, it was, it was beautiful redemption. I loved it. And I hope we well, can cap it, it out on the field, but you know. Then another one, another part that I forgot about was the part three towards the end when they had Russell Wilson on. And Russell Wilson says, "Hey, look, I'll I'll donate a hundred thousand dollars if anybody hits it within meals, eight feet. meals, hundred thousand meals. That's, right. he, that's his charity. Um, if anybody hits it within. Oh eight feet. gosh, yes, I remember this. Oh my gosh, I remember this. And I." I I don't know. I don't know who went first. I think it was Peyton. No, 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 no. Peyton went second. Tom Brady went first. Brady went first. Brady went first. Uh, Phil went second. Uh, Peyton third. Peyton third, Tiger and then fourth. Tiger fourth. Tom Brady has sucked the entire time, right? And this is what number seventeen. 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 He hits it within two feet. It was close. It was I mean, very close for a. For it, it was. It did not need to be measured. No, it did to not be inside of no. eight feet. I mean, for an amateur, it was a long par three, and he stuck it. I think it was within two to three feet of the hole. It was very, very close. So then, Phil comes up and hits, and he kind of matches that. Yeah. It was, it was a good he's shot. He's probably six feet. It was a good shot. Yeah, I mean, it was, two of them just I, throwing darts right yeah. now. I mean, it was they were really close, and you're like. Finally, Tom Brady just wins a hole. I mean, he he finally wins a hole. He's he's needed it. <laughs> well, then Sandbagger comes up, and I I think he put it within six inches, it maybe was, a foot. It, it was tight. It, it was, was so it was the tight. One. It was the closest one to any hole of the entire game, entire match, and it was kind of an insult to to Tom Brady, which is like a, <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm still gonna do better than you, whatever. Somebody's closer. Somebody's closer. <laughs> So you got two amateurs, one that sucks, and a pro that have all stuck it collectively within six to eight feet of the hole. All, all three of them within six feet, we'll call it. Then you got the greatest golfer in the world. I mean, he could have hit it left-handed with a putter from that thing and probably put it in the hole without even thinking about it blindfolded. And he hits it. It was maybe 20 feet at best to the hole. 25 feet. Relatively not close. Not close at all. To the other three. <laughs> the most unlikely person to hit the worst shot on that hole hit the worst shot on that hole. And it was just, it's the game of golf, man. It's the game golf. of golf. It's the greatest worst game in the history of the universe. Great TV. I want to see more of it. Freaking loved it. Um, Freaking loved it. I hope they might. Oh. Even, we forgot to even mention, um, 
Brady splitting his pants. <laughs> he did. I don't remember what hole that it was. It was after he hold the after he hit the uh, yeah. After oh, he that's what the it, shot. it was. Yep. Man, that was God, it, bad publicity for Under Armour, by the way, because <laughs> you can't rip your pants. You can't rip your so. pants. Not Under Armour's either, but but you know, it's good stuff. Micing the players up, man. That that needs to be something that it does. At that least continues. they do it in football. At least they pick one or two players or a ref to mic up. They need to do that for golfers. They need to. Um, I know they're playing, but just you know, like. The golfers need to embrace it because it it lets their personality out. It does, and I feel like and that it would, makes them more marketable. I feel like it would relax them more too. Like mm-hmm. they're like there's in golf. Golfers are so uptight about if the wind blows the wrong way, it's will mess up their shot. And I'm like, just chill and hit the ball. Like you got it. You know, I think miking up would be awesome. I mean, I pound ten Steve Weisers when I'm playing, and I pound ten Kirkland <laughs> bottles of water. <laughs> it's good, man. They they need to mic them up and and yeah, I don't know. I, I want to see MJ on the course. Yeah, I want I want to see Michael Jordan playing golf for money in some way. Be good to watch. I, I would I would watch that. I, 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 I hope they do more of it. I, I'm not. I, I'm. I'm, it's probably an unpopular choice here. I'm not a, usually a big fan of like the pro am, like the Pebble Beach pro am early in the year. I don't really like it because I don't really like the format of it. But if it was more like what we watched with this episode, yeah, that's a good point. It would be, it would just be so. That's a good point. Maybe limit the teams and mic them all up, stick them out at Pebble Beach, let them trash talk each other yeah. throughout the course. You know, like tap the yeah. the the announcers into their ears and stuff. You know, video. We can't really video game the carts because they don't have carts in the pros. But I don't, I don't know. Figure out a way to integrate that somehow, and it, it would be awesome. So, but good stuff, good sports, good everything. Episode eleven, we finally tackled it. Finally finished out the last dance. Sports are slowly maybe starting to come back. I think actually golf did start back. Golf has dates on the schedule. Baseball essentially has dates on the schedule. Uh, baseball is in a we, – we'll have to touch on that later. But, I talked to I mean, my season ticket guy at the Pelicans, and basketball will will come back. They will finish. It will not be with fans, but they will finish. So, all in all, we got some sports coming back. So, we're back. I'm happy to be back. A much freaking prefer in-person podcast. Good yes, Lord. So yes, much sir. better. Good seeing you. Good seeing you. <laughs> you look good in that Crimson Tide shirt. The nice crimson roll, roll tide. Roll tide. That might be the only thing I have to edit out of this. I think. Oh. Except for your cheap in the beginning there, Steve Weiser. I'm leaving that in there. So Steve Weiser. All right. That's it. I'm tired. I'm full off of wings now. Anything else? Any closing arguments? That's it, man. Until next time. Peace. We're out. just listen to the three up three down sports podcast click the link to subscribe and you can find us on instagram at three up three down sports until next time be good or be good at it